Godin and myself, Nixon Sylvain. This show is about dialogues of biblical characters and testimonies of Christians who submitted to the will of God. Each week, we'll bring on one guest so that they can share their story of how they were called by God. I hope this show inspires you. Enjoy. Hello and welcome, world, to the Call by God podcast. I'm yours truly, Nixon Savane, and I'm here with Sister Adney Godin. Sister Godin, how are you doing on this blessed day? Hey, Brother Nick, I am uh, excited. <laughs> this yes. day is an excited day for me because um, God allowed me to to be here on this time side of life. And that just shows me that there's so much work that he has to do with and through me. So I'm excited. How are you doing? I am blessed by the best. And you know, when uh, our listeners listen to multiple episodes, they're not going to hear, you're not going to be on some. So it's, it's good to, to have you back on the show, you know, so that's, that's very good. I, I want them to be like, where's Adney? So you need to tell the world that you're still adjusting to this Georgia lifestyle. Uh, I'm, I'm still adapting, getting to know this area. Um, my schedule, of course, has been crazy. That's why I haven't been on the podcast as much because of my, my schedule. So keep me in prayer. I am seeking to um, I'm seeking our father to direct me to a place where he knows my gifts will be used and my time also will be freed up for me to be more active on the podcast like I was before. So that's, that's real, real to what I, what I have to share. That's cool. I'm sure, I'm sure the, uh, the listeners understand, especially when you got a call on your life. Right. So, but speaking of the listeners, um, I want to take this time out. Number one, I want to thank our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, for giving us the strength to continue to persevere and do this wonderful, wonderful podcast that has been blessing me, Adney, and has been blessing you, and also been blessing even the listeners uh, globally. So we thank God for that. And also, I want to thank you guys. You guys, it is because of you um, that we uh, have this drive and this passion to be on here, you know, weekly. Uh, to share what God has laid on our hearts. So we ask that if it's continued to, if it's blessing you, we ask that you continue to share uh, with your loved ones, share with your friends, share with colleagues, just share it, right? Because we we feel that the more that you share, the more, um, you know, somebody could be blessed. If it's not a blessing to you, please share it to somebody that you feel could, could utilize and, and that it could be, you know, blessed. So Adney, you know, um, we're just going to go right into it. Um, for the word of the day. So what's your word uh, for today? Today is Proverbs chapter number two, and it's short, sweet, but it's powerful. It says, my child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Ooh, we, I'm always reminded that God tells us to, you know, write, you know, the word and and meditate on it daily. And we have to treasure it in our hearts. And I think sometimes we we get so discouraged in life because we don't have the word of God treasured inside of us. We don't have, we're not meditating on it. We're not allowing it to wash us daily. So when we understand that he literally tells us to listen to what he's saying and treasure those words, don't, don't, deviate from it and trust him to understand where we're going. 
I think we'll all we'll all be okay once we get to that place of just trusting God with His Word. Hey man, you know that's well said. When I was a kid, um, we used to watch like these pirate movies, and you know they always you know searching for some kind of treasure, right? Like always searching for gold. And if you think about like a leprechaun, you say, if you meet the leprechaun and there's no such thing, by the way, there's no such thing as leprechauns, but I'm just using this, you know, to make my point. But he said, if you go to the end of the rainbow, you may find a, a pot full of gold, the, the treasure. So even when you mention about treasure, I, I say that because to those, to the pirates, they was looking for something that is valuable to them. And, and just like the leprechaun, the leprechaun carried a pot of gold. Leprechauns are fake, but I'm just using this. <laughs> I'm just using that, that to the leprechaun, there was something that's valuable. But to the word of God, when we think about treasure, that word, that word to us is what is valuable. Um, not only to, to God, but also to the listeners. So God wants us want to instill what is valuable to him because he created the word and instilled it in us so we could take it, run with it, learn from it, to grow, and so we could be a better version of us. I like that, Adney. But let's get right into the three-part series. Should I call it, should we call it a three-part series, a three-part episode? <laughs> Um, I would say we've been calling everything else an episode, so let's stick to episode. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're gonna have a three part episode of Isaac, Isaac, Isaac. He Isaac is the promised child, and Adney and I we do have a guest. He's a he's really a, a family member, and we welcome to the show no other than Brother Daryl Smith. Good, good deal. Good morning. Good morning. How how you doing on this uh beautiful morning, man? Hey man, I'd be lying to you if I if I didn't say I was I was blessed. Amen. 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 Hey, yes, you know you like family. Of course, you know you, you like family know. when you come on here, we just start <laughs> talking. <laughs> we just <laughs> yes, Andy, sir. You know that's what family do, right? We get together yeah, and start yeah, talking. Exactly. Hey, yeah, what are we, we gonna talk about today? What we're gonna talk about. Yeah, we're going to talk about somebody else today, Isaac. I think he's a powerful character. Uh, Isaac, my, yeah. my boy Isaac, right? He's he's the promised child. He's the pro. Yeah, when I was reading this, I thought about I thought yeah. about my wife. Yeah. You know, before I had my son. So you got you got you got a powerful te- you got a powerful testimony then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, D, I didn't know if I was going to be 100 and my wife was going to be 90 years old to God. <laughs> That's what. Hey, he man, God can do some can things, do man. That can throw you off, man. He can do it. Yeah, he can yeah. do it. <laughs> hey, Amen. So we're going to do this in parts. We're going to talk about Isaac in parts. And, and I want us to focus on the early stages of his life. Obviously, when um, God told his parents uh, when he's going to, what's going to come into fruition, I want to talk about even when his dad took him to the mountain. So let's focus on that on this, on today, on, on that aspect of his life. So let's talk about Isaac. Who wanna who wanna take it first? Let's let's talk about Isaac. Should I go just go directly to the passages in, in Genesis? That's always <laughs> good. Read it about. That's always a good place. At, see, see, Adney got the the best uh, versions because so, if I start pulling out the King James, <laughs> <laughs> Addy, don't don't shake your head over there, Adney. <laughs> don't shake your head. I need that. She be doing the 
the amplify. See, D, you got dogs over there. Yeah, I'm trying to get that. Si- I'm trying to get that situated right now as you speak. So, so keep speaking, amen, so I can handle amen. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See you, so, uh, you, you, you. Uh, so you got the dogs. See you, see you mess, you mess, you mess me up. Because normally we go earlier. My folk done got right, my right, folk right. got up now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. You know, yeah, if our yeah. listeners hear the dogs, they hear the children. They- <laughs> the dogs are saying amen. <laughs> and so, okay, so like I was about to say, Adney, you got the good version. You know, Adney began the, these amplified versions is NLT and ESV. <laughs> Because, you know, I'll be, I'll be reading certain passages, right? And um, Addy be saying, Nick, I'm going to read it from the Amplified version because, you know, it breaks it yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> Just go ahead, go, go ahead and Amplify, sis. <laughs> so, Addy, oh, I want man. you to read um, verse, uh, chapter, Genesis 22. Let's start. Let's begin. We can talk about when God said he was going to bless them, and that's in 17. So, let's go to, before you get to 22, let's go to Genesis 17, 17. In Genesis 21, uh, verse 5. All right, Genesis. I'm so done. Genesis 17, 17. It reads, Then Abram fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? And sh- and shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? Yeah. We Okay, now go to Genesis 18, 10 and 11. And then we're going to go to 21, 5. 18, 10. Okay. 1810. Next passage over. 1810 and 11. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 1810 reads like this. And he said, I surely, I mean, I will surely return you at this. I'm sorry. I surely will return to you at this time next year. And behold, Sarah, your wife will have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door, which was behind him. Now, Abram, Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in years. She was past the age of childbirth. Yes. And now Genesis 21, 21, no, 21 verse 5. 21 5 reads, Abraham was a hundred years old when Isaac was born. Sarah said, God has made me laugh. All who hear about our good news will laugh with me. Amen. All right. So we already talked about, you know, Abraham's walk, Abraham's purpose, uh, Sarah's purpose. So we already know these individuals, these married couples, they were, uh, well, for Sarah's sake, she was barren. And you and we talked about how, man, it could be tough for a woman to not have any children. But we believe that if God said it, he's going to do it, right? Won't he do it? Yes, he will. <laughs> So that was the case. I, yeah, I, we believe that Sarah lost patience and and um, told Abraham to go in on somebody else. And that's where they had Ishmael, the other son, right? But God came through with his promise. God came through and and, and we would know that God is always faithful. Um, what, what that saying says is he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. And Brother D would say he's an online God. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> but I, I believe that this story is powerful. Number one, you talk about a, a husband in Abraham that's 100 years old and a wife that is uh, 90 years old. And to the average person, you probably said, uh-huh, a woman had a, a child at 90 years old and 
and a husband at at a hundred. Because when we look at a, a a husband that's a hundred, we especially in modern time, we talk about twenty twenty two. We're like, huh? There's a there's an old man. And when we talk about a woman that's ninety years old, you know, she in a nursing home or assisted living, or she needs some kind of assistance. So you're like, huh? How's this so? But According to Luke 137, we know that there's nothing impossible with God. I believe that God is an all-powerful, all-knowing God, and God could do whatever he wants to do. And then you have Isaac, the promised child, because, you know, God told Abraham that, hey, I'm going to multiply your seed. Y'all, I'm going to bless your seed. So the blessing should come through Abraham and Sarah, through Sarah's womb. So there you have Isaac, and Isaac's name means laughter. And we're still laughing to this day because we can't believe that God did such a powerful miracle, right? So this, his name makes you laugh like, wow, you know what I mean? Like God is just that powerful. So here's Isaac. the prom- He's the promised child, y'all, you know, because again, when I read this story, I think about my wife. I think about Hannah and, and I think about Sarah. Uh, when these were the women that was barren and God blessed them, they became the promised child. So I'm not a promised child. God, I just so happened to to be here. My my mother didn't have any complications, or no one told her that she wouldn't be pregnant again. Or but so but any child that that's that something happened to them where you, they say, look, I wasn't supposed to be here. If it wasn't for God. So we know there's something special about promised children. So we're going to take the opportunity, even on today, and try to highlight and to capture Isaac's purpose, Isaac's call. So who wants to take this on? And let's talk about Isaac, young Isaac, and Isaac going to the mountain. And what is it that God is trying to convey to the readers about what Abraham is about to do to Isaac. If I could just chime in here, um, I think, um, and you've said it several times, uh, you know, during 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 your piece there, Nick. One of the things that that you know, one of the themes that comes to mind for me, <clears throat> oftentimes when I when I study or hear of Isaac, and and that is a promise. Um, there's so many other themes though that that connect to him, and and I find it interesting because Isaac. You know, he's sandwiched in between Abraham and and Jacob. And if you really look at, you know, the text, you know, or the the story or as some of the uh, uh, theologians would say, the cycle, the Abraham cycle, the Jacob cycle, uh, Isaac's uh, story or cycle or accounts is actually small. It's short. And the writer doesn't spend too much time on Isaac, yet he still is uh, uh, such an integral part, you know, of the patriarch, you know, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Uh, So so he even though he has a small uh, account or portion or cycle, uh, he's still so very extremely important, especially where those themes are concerned now. reason why I say he's he's extremely important is because he is one of the first uh, foreshadowings or representations of Christ. See, when you when you look at uh, when you look at Abraham and I know we're going to get there eventually because you say you want to get to him uh, when he's up on that mountain. When you look at Abraham and you look at Isaac. In some way, we are looking at 
God the Father and Jesus. And so Isaac becomes, you know, somewhat of a foreshadow of the most important event in human history. You can connect so many themes to Isaac, promise, the Godhead, because we get the representation of the father and the son, sacrifice. Now watch this, resurrection, offering, you know, that's a dominant uh, topic and subject of the Old Testament. And even still in the new, you know, we, I mean, to this day, you know, we talk about tithing and offerings, you know, uh, what does it mean to offer? And, uh, you know, I'm just excited to, to kind of dive into, you know, some of these themes uh, and see what we can extract uh, from them uh, that would be beneficial for us today, even today. I, I love the story of Isaac because it shows God's word is always going to be true. Whatever promises he makes, he he he's not a man that he should lie. If he says something's going to happen, <laughs> just wait for it. It's going to happen, right? So when I when I look at his parents who laughed when God told both of them, "Yeah, you're going to have a baby. Yeah, I know you old, but I'm God. You got to understand, I am. That's it. That's all you need to know is that I am, and I am saying you're going to have a baby, and you have to understand that." And then when the promised child comes to fruition to hear his mother say, oh, God really made me laugh because I didn't see this happening. That's that's a lot of time. That's us. Like we don't see what God is doing, but we have to understand it is not meant for us to see what God is doing. We just have to trust that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. So that's what came to me while um, reading um, these scriptures is to see that God is consistent. He, he never deviates. He is always consistent. Where we will deviate from a plan, God is consistent with his plan. And, you know, I think it's okay to do some what I call safe speculation here uh, based on what we read here. And and uh, really where I want to go with it is I'm going to kind of tie into Adney's original point about just trusting God. Um but let's let's see if we can explore Sarah's mentality for a second. Both Abraham and Isaac, as you and I said, as you stated uh, earlier on, they're they're old. She's well past the age of childbearing. She's well past the the way of women. And I'm trying to be PG rated with that. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Relations. Um, <clears throat> and so uh, what's her mindset? You know, she's told by God that, hey, you're going to have a child. But the reality is, um, you know, when I wake up in the morning, look at this body every day. <laughs> you know, it ain't, uh, this ain't, uh. <laughs> no. And and we have to be cognizant of the fact that, especially back then, uh, childbearing was, was, was something that was expected of women. Uh, that, it, that, that gave them, uh, that show enough gave them some perfect, some purpose, especially in a patriarchal age. It's not like today where women, you know, can choose to be, you know, I don't want to have children and I want to go out and work and be a career woman and all that. Back then, um, you, you know, your responsibility, your privilege was to bear children. And the more, you know, children you had, the better um, uh, from a woman's perspective. And so 
you know, looking at her, her mindset, she's looking at the reality that she can't have children, you know, then she gives in. Well, you know, uh, Abraham, just go ahead and, 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 you know, uh, lay with Hagar, you know, have, have a child with her. She's trying to rush the promise. You see what I'm saying? Instead of just trusting God. And, 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 and the, the takeaway for us is that's how we do on a daily basis. I mean, you know, we said it before and you said it before. He may not come when you want him. And that's key because if he's not coming when you want him, then, you know, at that point, we have to have enough fortitude and trust and watch this faith because I'm sure we're going to deal with that topic. Faith in God to know that he's going to come through because he knows when it needs to happen. You understand what I'm saying? But when we when we step up and we try to work the plan or work the promise, we'll mess up every time. But, um, you know, the beauty of God and I love this and I point this out uh, as much as I can whenever I get to this topic is when. Ishmael and Hagar are are kicked out. You know, we we get a picture, and I appreciate the writer for putting this in the text. We see Hagar, and she is distraught with her child Ishmael, and she's like, "Man, we we about to die." But guess who shows up? I, I love that. I love that Jesus shows up, and and you know, maybe later we can go to that text. I don't know if that's that's in your plans, but Jesus shows up. And, and, and says, listen, your boy going to be mighty. Your boy going to be a great nation, right? I love that because if if you pay attention to Jesus and his ministry, he going to show up for that woman. He going to show up for women. And a lot of times we miss that in the scriptures. You see what I'm saying? The young woman that prayed and had Samuel, Hannah, uh, the woman at the well, Jesus is going to show up. Listen, when you when you start reading the genealogies in 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 uh, Matthew and Luke, guess who's in there? Rahab. You you see what I'm saying? And and I appreciate that because what it shows it it starts a thread. You know, when Jesus meets with Hagar, it starts a thread throughout scriptures that even runs to the New Testament that Jesus is going to show up for that woman who is typically thrown out, you know, who is cast aside, you know, who's treated, you know, and, and let's, let's, let's be, let's be honest here for a minute. I know we, we coming off the, 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 the back end of uh women's history month and all that appreciation month and all that, um, you know, women, women have got a, women have had it hard for quite some time. You, you see what I'm saying? And, and, and Nick, you and I had a conversation about this earlier on in the week. Uh, you know, typically, you know, everybody just kind of likes to roll with the, you know, with the whole way the world is in terms of how we treat women. But that's that's the curse from Genesis. Women were always supposed to be treated as equals. The original intent was for both that man and that woman in the Garden of Eden to be fruitful, multiply you know, uh, replenish the earth, subdue the earth, make the rest of the world like Eden. That wasn't a mandate just for the man. It was for both of them. And so what the world has become comfortable with is the curse. 
So when God says, hey, woman, because you did this, hey, serpent, because you did this, hey, man, because you did this, that's not the norm. That's the curse, y'all. Um, what, what, I'm, what I'm looking at is um, a woman regretting her decision. Um, she made the decision to tell her husband to go and lie with this woman. And now it's like, OK, I got to clean it up. So she's not going to inherit with my son. So I need you to kick her out so he can receive the promise. But God gave that promise a long time ago. And that's why I love God's response to Abraham when he said, do what your wife told you to do. Because had you listened to me the first time, you wouldn't have to do this. This wouldn't be a heartbreak situation for you. So when I'm looking at um, Sarah, it's like, you met, but that was you. <laughs> that was you. You went to your husband and told your husband to do this. When God said to you and your husband, and you laughed at God when he said he was going to give you this child. So it's not like you didn't know it was going to happen. It's not like you you just didn't trust him. You just didn't believe him because you were looking at the physical. And I think the thing that we Christians and people who live on this time side of life, we always look at the physical, but we don't see the promise of God in the spiritual. If we would learn to be more spiritual and not look at the circumstance and see God's hand, a lot of things wouldn't, we wouldn't have a Sarah situation where we got you know, Ishmael and Isaac fighting each other in, in, in the Middle East, right? Because it would have just been Isaac, period. But we have two nations who battle each other for territory. That's what's happening today, right? <laughs> so that's what I wanted to like share when I think about that. When she was like, send her away, dog, that was your handmaid. That was your handmaid. You gave her to your husband to have that boy. And then when your child comes, you'd be like, oh God, oh, I'm a woman now because I got me a whole baby. (laughs) So that's what I wanted to to share. (laughs) Stay with us. We'll be right back. Thank you for making it midway through this episode. We want to take a moment to sincerely thank each and every one of you who have been supporting our show. Your encouragement and positive feedback mean the world to us. We want to continue to bring you inspiring and thought-provoking content each week, and that's where we need your help. We kindly ask you to support our podcast by clicking on the link provided in the description below. Your support will enable us to grow, reach a wider audience, and continue to produce the quality content you enjoy. We truly appreciate your support and value your contribution to the Call by God podcast. Together, let's inspire and uplift others in their faith journey. Thank you once again for your continued support, and we look forward to bringing you more enlightening episodes in the future. God bless. Amen. Amen. That's that's real good. Sarah, Sarah getting a whole lot of spotlight on Isaac's Isaac's uh, episode. But I, I think it's good that y'all talking about Sarah because the more and more you guys are talking about Sarah, you can't talk about a son without talking about the mother. So we know sons, uh, they love their mother. And I'm glad that you brought that up, uh, you know, Daryl, about mothers uh, and, and wives and even women because women have to, they don't have to bring forth life. And to me, it, it's still, it's, 
it's it always blows my mind, you know, when I see a, a child being born. I mean, we went through that whole process uh, there, you know, when our wives had children. Like to see a woman carry a child and then go through that whole process and to give birth, to give life, that's the most beautiful. Like I I, I get I, I know that's 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 a beautiful thing to see. So I, I get I I kind of figure why you guys went in that direction to talk about Sarah because we don't know what Sarah went through mentally, spiritually, psychologically before the promise came into fruition. So now, like, as you mentioned, Addy, now that the promise is here, it's like, huh, I'm going to be, I'm not going to show mercy to this other person. <laughs> it probably was unintentional. It's like, hey, I got this. I got my promise now. And I like what you said, uh, D. You said sometimes we'd be trying to rush the promise, rush what God is, is trying to do in our lives. Let's go back to Isaac while Isaac is is tiptoeing with his daddy. I said tiptoeing, like he's going slow to the mountain. Let's talk about that. And there, I want you to to break it down because I know you mentioned how it ties back to Christ. So what is what is it we believe that God is trying to communicate with humanity when we look at Abraham and Isaac going to Mount Moriah? So let's talk about that. Yeah, well, this, you know, uh, uh, as we tried to state before, uh, this connects to the greatest, you know, event in human history. And that is, of course, you know, the crucifixion of Christ. Um, as we stated before, this is a foreshadowing. And it's a beautiful picture because you see the Father, God the Father, and you see God the Son uh, uh, acting out, playing out, represented uh, with both Abraham and Isaac. Now, here's the thing, and here's where you know, the the theme of faith comes into play. And this is why this right here solidifies Abraham as the father of faith. Because you have, let me do this here. I'll tell you what, let me just read, read a scripture. And I think this will encapsulate or capture uh, what we're trying to, what we're trying to convey here. I'm reading from the ESV version, the English Standard Version. And this is Hebrews chapter 11, and I'm going to start at verse number 17. Scripture uh, says there, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said through Isaac, shall your offspring be named. He considered, watch it, talking about Abraham, he considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. Now, Watch that's so powerful, and and and, and I would encourage you, your, your readers to go ahead and read that again and study that. Now you have several themes there. You have tested, okay, that's a theme. You have offered, offering, that's another theme. You have sacrifice because when you offer something, that's that's a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And then one of my favorites, you have resurrection. All of that took place on that mountain with Abraham and Isaac. You get what I'm saying? And 
let's let's explore Abraham for a second. And I know y'all, I know y'all did a uh, a series on Abraham Abraham a while back. God has been promising to Abraham, hey, this is going to happen for a while, for a long time. This is. You know, Abraham has been walking with God, you know, since what was it? Genesis chapter 12, I believe. And, you know, Abraham, I am your shield. Abraham, I'm going to do this. Abraham, you're going to get this. And, you know, there's a moment even when God takes him outside. He says, look up to the stars. I know that's that's what the translations say, but we can go a little bit deeper than that because you have some theologians who actually believe that that was a supernatural experience that Abraham was having, meaning that he was looking at the celestial, you know, he, he was, he was outside of the realm of earth. You know, we, maybe that could be another podcast, uh, but it, but it goes pretty deep and they have some really good points to, to, to back up what they're saying that God took him out and he had a supernatural experience of vision and he was able to see this is why Christ when he's dealing with those those Pharisees he says Abraham saw my day you see what I'm saying and that points back to that supernatural experience that Abraham had but let me get back to what I'm saying God has been promising Abraham this you know listen you're going to be the father of many nations you know Through you, all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed. Now, God tells you, go up to this mountain and let me, I I want you to offer my son, but let's, let's press deeper. I want you to kill him. Let's, Let's make it plain. You're going to kill your son. Good God Almighty, what do you do? And, and, and hear me, I, I want to articulate this in a way that, that, that really puts this in your lap. What do you do when God himself becomes the antithesis to the promise? I'm not lost. I just want, I just want that to sit in your mind for a second. When God who has been telling you all along, I am your shield, trust in me, I am God, I am this, when he becomes the antithesis to the problem. See, I'm, I'm going that way because I want, you know, I want your podcast listeners to understand how very important faith is. You see what I'm saying? And when we, and what, what, what I just read, I love that. Because, you know, I came to that back in the day when I was studying this for the first time, I came to that conclusion before I even read that in, in Hebrews. I said, well, well, goodness gracious, Abraham had to believe in the resurrection. That had to be the only thing that that made him march up that that, you know, that mountain and, you know, be in the act. And that's why I read the ESV version. I love that. Be in the act of offering. In the act of killing, he had the knife up, raised, and was about to kill his son. All on the basis uh, of the fact that he believed that God could raise him up. And so that's the kind of faith that Christians need to have. 
like I have enough faith in God to to see a thing die, but still be all right because I know God can raise it up. A lot of folk ain't there. A lot of folk ain't there, and I and I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, I, I I I pray for me. I'm still a work in progress. I got to get to that point. You see what I'm saying? Uh, watch what Jesus said when he's dealing with his disciple. He said, why did you have so little faith? Which means we got to grow, right? Faith is a process. You have to grow in faith, grow in your faith, right? And faith in God. See, when I'm talking about faith, I'm talking about faith in God, period. You have to keep looking at him. That's why Hebrews is, is such an important scripture as well on the topic of faith, because it says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now, let me say this one more this one little piece, because I, I know I'm talking too long and I want y'all to chime in, too. Um, the mountain, Abraham, Isaac, Isaac is so important in this whole process because and and this is something that you know just blows my mind even when i first was exposed to this account he is so very submissive you have a really good picture of a lamb in isaac isaac is submissive and i mean to some degree even receptive of what's about to happen what does he believe? What causes him to do that? You see what I'm saying? Isaac is not a two-year-old who does not know what's going on. He's not a three-year-old, a five-year-old who does not know what's going on. He's able to comprehend. Right? And we know that from the scripture because he even asks Abraham as they're going up. He says, Dad, where's the, you know, I see we got this, we got that. Where's the lamb? Abraham says, son, God will provide. If that's me, daddy, where's the, what what, what God will provide? Well, let me see it. Where is that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then here, here, and then here I am tied on this altar. Wait a minute. I know what's going on. I, I've seen sacrifices before. You, you're going to kill me? Oh, no, you're not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's going on in Isaac's mind? That's why I say you get such a really good picture of God the Father. This is foreshadow. You get a good picture of God the Father and a good picture of God the Son. Now, last thing. Uh, God is omniscient. But I find it so very interesting that he tells Abraham, basically, now I know. Did you, you, you ever think about that? He's omniscient, but he tells Abraham after, you know, he's provided. So now I know. And, and, and I'm, I, I, I'm going this way, and I, I know this is another podcast series but i'm gonna go ahead and open it up anyway um god gives us the ability and the power of choice i'm not challenging god's omniscience 
but he allows us to choose. And let me put it this way. God knows every possible choice we could we could take or we could make, but he gives it up to us to make the choice. And so even though he knows every possible choice that we can make, he leaves it to us to make the choice. And once we make the choice at that point, he knows then at that point. And what that does is it allows for love to exist and be displayed because God will not force us to do anything. But he will step back and then let you make the choice. And at that point, he can say, now I know. I I love that you brought this point up, but there's something that, and I want to read it in the Amplified. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to start, I'm going to start at one where it says, now after these things, God tested the faith and commitment of Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he answered, here I am. God said, take now your son, your only son of promise, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I shall tell you. So Abraham got up early in the morning, saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he split the wood for the burnt offering. Then he got up, went to the place of which God had told him. One of the um, on the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Abraham said to his servants, settle here and stay here with the donkey. The young man and I will go there and worship. And this is the part that blew my mind. And when and we and we will come back. Then Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it on the shoulder of Isaac, his son. And he took the fire pit in his hand and the sacrificial knife and the two of them walked together. You just brought everything together because who carried their cross in the New Testament? Our Lord and Savior. But you look at Isaac, Isaac carried the wood that he was supposed to be sacrificed on. And what I love is how God tested Abraham's faith and commitment to him. Let me see how much you love me. Let me see how much you trust me. And we, members of the body, sometimes God gives us a cross to bear and we put that down. We like, nope, that's too heavy. Nope, I ain't doing this. But Isaac could it have been what about 13 14 maybe not not sure he has understanding and like you said he knows what sacrifice looked like he seen his daddy and his his daddy sacrifice some am- animals a couple of times but the humility of this child and this is why like as you were talking the holy spirit revealed to me we are spirits on a human journey we don't know what god put inside of isaac We don't know what his spirit was saying that day on that mountain. His spirit could have been like, you was, you was born for this. Like you got this. Don't worry about it. And he was like, okay, daddy, I don't see the ram, but you said God going to provide. Let's see him provide. And that's exactly what happened. Ooh, we, ooh, we, ooh, we. Hey, both of y'all are good. Cause y'all know if we can continue to talk, we're going to go by over an hour. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we gonna save we gonna save these up this episode at least because you know we're gonna do a series. Um, obviously, the next time we talk about Isaac, we're gonna talk about Isaac. You know, looking searching for a queen, searching for a queen. But I, I think that you guys touch on some real key points that's important. And, and I like how Daryl and Adney highlighted Christ because we could see here the, a picture, the picture of the gospel. Any of y'all want to say say something before we close out? Sure. Just uh, one more thing I want to point out uh, about faith because it's so very important. And it really highlights, you know, uh, uh, Jesus and 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 his humility and and what he did. And 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 again, I'm always so appreciative of what he did and his sacrifice. But with regards to faith, um, <clears throat> even Jesus had faith in God, and that is so very remarkable to me because it highlights the the incarnation. And it highlights the fact that he had fully embraced humanity. God, having faith in God. You know, um, when you were talking and exploring even deeper, my sister, you know, the the, the mentality of, of, of Isaac and him. And then, of course, him, the symbolism of him carrying the wood. You know, Jesus was carrying carrying the wood even before he carried the, the 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 cross literally, and we see that in the Garden of Gethsemane. You know, he's struggling then; he's carrying it then, and he says, "Father, you know, I know what's about to happen. If 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 it be your will, let this cup pass <laughs> from me." But faith, here it is. Nevertheless, not my will, but Thy will. I have faith in You, Father. We're going to go through with this. And I got faith in the resurrection. You see what I'm saying? Faith all the way around. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Even the father had faith in the son. I sent you here to accomplish my will. I got faith that you are going to do that. You see what I'm saying? And so, again, I just wanted to highlight how important faith is and how we need to, you know, uh, even in the midst of, of impossible circumstances, we got to continue to trust God, have faith in him. I, I love that too, because even um, with the whole act, Isaac laying on the, on the burnt, the altar for sacrifice and Abraham takes his hand, didn't even hesitate getting ready to bring it down. And the angel calls out to him, <laughs> don't touch that boy. And then he looks over and sees a ram caught in the thicket. And many uh, ministers say the ram was already there. God just silenced him just to see what Abraham was going to do. But the most amazing part of that is God, know, like you said, God is omnipotent. He, he knew Abraham's heart. He knew that Abraham was not going to hesitate. But just that, that point. He's like, let me see if he really going to do this. And then he's like, no, no, no. I know you trust me now. So go ahead and take this ram and put him in the place of your son. And that's Jesus for us. Sometimes we look at what Jesus did as something so minuscule. But when you sit down and you see, I watched the Passion of the Christ a hundred times because when I get to that place where I'm feeling like, Okay, and you're beside yourself. I have to watch it to see 
what he endured for me. And when I watch it over and over again, it brings another, a, a newfound love for Christ. Because I'm going to tell y'all, you spit on my face, we're going to fight. You put your hands on me, we're going to fight. You you slap me, we're going to fight, like for real. But Christ. Say that, sis. This ain't the Oscars. <laughs> this ain't the Oscars. Christ, <laughs> Say that. Christ, he endured all of that. He took all of that for us. They pierced him in the side. Like, forget that. They ripped the flesh off when they was beating him. For me, for you, for the sick and dying world that has denied his deity, that has denied the fact that he is the end all and be all of salvation. Man, like, world, Y'all need to take a look and see the love that God has for us because he really, truly desires reconciliation with us. And we're sitting here playing games. Look at Isaac. Isaac said, okay, daddy, I trust you. Put me on this altar. And he did it. How many of us will lay on that altar and be a sacrificial lamb? That's it for now. But before we go, please continue to listen, subscribe, and share our podcast. Also, if you want to support our show, please scroll down to the bottom of the show notes and click on the link that says buy me a coffee. We would greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening. And remember, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. And also, Jesus Christ loves you. Thank you. Wait, there's more. What if today was your last day on earth? Would you be ready to meet your maker? Well, Jesus Christ has given us the good news. He told his disciples in Mark 16, 15, 16, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Jesus Christ has instructed his children to share and preach the gospel, which is the good news, which means that Jesus Christ came and that he was sacrificed. He was buried and he rose on the third day by believing and by repenting and confessing and being baptized. You will be saved. So it is your choice. Jesus Christ will not force you. You've heard the message. You heard personal testimonies. But this is your opportunity to give your life to Christ. Don't wait until tomorrow, because tomorrow is not promised. So I hope you submit to the will of God and give your soul to Christ. Be blessed.